You're tuned in to another episode of the Teesside Podcast with me, your host, Tanya D. As always, I want to thank you for your continued support and tuning in each week. If this is your first time listening, welcome, and I hope you enjoy the episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe over on iTunes, and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the Teesside Podcast for more information. Several of you have told me that you don't have iTunes or you don't understand how to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and that's okay. But I still want to hear from you. So you can just shoot me an email at the Teesside Podcast at gmail.com and leave your feedback there. Okay? All right. I've been away for a couple of weeks due to end of the year stuff going on at work, but I'm back. Before we get into today's topic, There's a couple of things that I want to talk about. First, I have decided that I will be going live for my birthday. Pray for me, y'all. Y'all know I'm shy. But instead of receiving gifts, I'm going to be giving some away. It's been a rough year and the holidays are upon us and everybody would love to receive free gifts. So I have some really cool items that I'll be giving away. And because I prefer handmade gifts, I actually might make a couple of things on my own to give away. I haven't decided what yet, but the items that I'm gifting are handmade. I also believe in buying black. So the items will be from black female owned small businesses. I'm still working out the details about how the giveaway will flow, but make sure you follow me on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss the details about the giveaway. And did you know news? Did you know that Amazon has an assembly service where you can hire someone to come and put things together for you? I didn't either. There's an independent company they contract with. So even if you don't buy the item from Amazon, you can hire someone to come out to put just about anything together for a fee. They start at $49, I believe. The price goes up and varies depending on the item you want put together. And they'll let you know right there on the site if they have someone in your area that can put that particular item together like trampolines in my area they don't have someone to assemble a trampoline but they put together anything from office chairs a bookshelf desk workout equipment a bed or even mount your tv just type in home services in the search bar on amazon i actually like putting things together but i haven't been able to do as much lately so as a single lady this service might come in handy Stick around to the end and I'll give you a list of things to watch on Netflix. Anywho, let's get into today's topic. Today will be the first episode in my COVID series. I want to talk about how coronavirus has impacted everyone from different perspectives. Because it has literally affected everyone, there's no way to do this topic justice in one episode. So I will be breaking them down into different episodes. I will break down the different aspects of who and how it's affected them. I will be talking with a mental health professional on managing our own mental health during these trying times, as well as a school counselor to discuss the whole impact of virtual learning. Since it has affected everyone, I will start with how it's affected me. This pandemic has been going on for a lot longer than we expected. And let's be honest, a lot longer than it needed to. I saw a meme that said, today marks five years that we've been in 2020. Now, ain't that the truth? I tell you, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that feels like they've aged several years in the past eight or nine months. Honestly, I don't know because all my days seem to run together. I thought it was bad when I worked the night shift, 
but this is on a whole nother level. I seem to be losing track of weeks and months even. Unfortunately, the amount of gray hair that has spread across the top of my head has proved that it's not just a feeling. I've been blessed to be able to continue working. I was already working from home, so there was no change for me. Since I'm a homebody, I was fine being at home. The bad part is that I had surgery last November, so I was already confined to the house for a couple of months. And just when I was able to really get out and start doing things again, the world shut down. That by itself was a bummer, but no big deal. Now, because I work in mental health, everyone was calling and asking questions about what to do or where they could go for treatment. And I didn't have the answers. Nobody did. Everyone was making adjustments as they went along. And although I, w I was still managing, I could feel myself starting to get stressed out. I could feel my anxiety kicking in because I'm the one that people go to for answers. If I don't know the answers, I'm supposed to be able to find it and figure it out. Yet, I didn't have any answers. I found myself not wanting to even call my members because I was afraid of the questions that they would ask that I couldn't answer. Now, like I said, I'm a homebody, so I don't mind staying in the house, but to break the monotony, I usually will leave the house to get a change of scenery, go visit and hang out with my friends, but I don't mess with Rona, so I couldn't do that. I talked to my mom and, and did FaceTime with a couple of people, but honestly, it was just all about work. Work was wearing me out. I literally felt weak by the time I got off from work. I was mentally drained. And honestly, most times I didn't even feel like eating. I mean, I was spent. Then I noticed that I was starting to feel sad for no reason and felt like crying, which was crazy. I have depression, but I take my antidepressant every day and I'm well managed on my medication. So I couldn't understand why I was feeling the way I was. See, the thing about our brains is that it's trying to process a lot of information at once. So it's on overdrive and not sure what to process and in what order. And that's what causes the feelings of being overwhelmed and wanting to cry. It's like our brain is shutting down. So sometimes it just does nothing because these are unprecedented times. So we don't have a handbook on how we should be dealing with the state of the world as it is. We're just kind of going through the motions and figuring it out as we go. And sometimes we deal with it better than others. And it's important to note that we need to acknowledge our feelings and recognize that, you know what, today is not a great day. I really don't feel like I'm functioning as well as I could or should be, but not beat yourself up about it and just take a step back and try again tomorrow or try again a few minutes later. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you definitely won't be able to take care of anybody else. So that includes work, your children, anything related to your household or whatever the case may be. You have to be able to take some time for yourself. And that's something I definitely was not doing. I was just focused on work and because I didn't have any Thing to break the monotony. I was just focused on work, going to sleep, waking up, starting all over and doing it again the next day, which was very unhealthy, very unhealthy. Now, at some point, I realized that it had been well over a month since I had been anywhere or left my house. And I realized that I hadn't had any human contact. And as human beings, we need human interaction. So I called my friend and told her, I didn't ask. I told her that I was coming by to do a driveway visit sometime within the next few days. I was able to go over there and visit with her, her daughter and her husband. They were outside doing yard work. So I sat outside in my folding chair 
And after visiting for a couple of hours, I felt so much better, so much better. And for the most part, I've been fine ever since. I make it a point to intentionally leave the house every couple of weeks and also drive by to visit my mom and my brother. I'll tell him I'm over by you. Open the door so I can see your face just because I need to see human people because seeing him puts a smile on my face. Interclub Quarantine and DJ Derek D. Nice Jones. Between March and late April when I left my house for the first time, history happened. DJ D. Nice set a record by having over 100,000 people on his Instagram live at once with what became known as Club Quarantine. I had been randomly logging on to his lives earlier in the week, but I was never able really to stay on because work was so hectic. But on Saturday, March 21st, the whole world tuned in. I remember saying I never party with so many celebrities before. And I mean, everybody was in there from Oprah to Michelle Obama, politicians, including now President-elect Joe Biden and VP-elect Kamala Harris to Will and Jada Smith to the legendary Nile Rogers, rapper Bun B from UGK, Halle Berry, all the way down to little old me. Shoot, I think Mark Zuckerberg even popped in there for a little bit. Were you one of the 100,000 plus people that tuned in that night? Are you a part of the CQ squad? If so, let me know so I can shout you out. It was like a chain reaction. Everyone was texting and tweeting their friends so they could log on too. Everyone was chatting and saying hi to each other in the comments because again, the world was shut down. So even the celebrities and artists were at home too. They couldn't go anywhere. So they weren't able to see their celebrity friends either. So they were excited to interact with each other as well. So everybody was literally home alone together. It was like one big dance party. After that day, I would tune in to hear the music and just see who would come in the room. And the numbers have dropped off quite a bit since then. But as things have opened up slowly, unfortunately, only to be shut down again. But that's a whole different story. But there's always at least 1,000, 2,000 people in the room at any given time regardless of the time of day or night that he pops on. And although I was home alone, I felt like I was in a real place talking to real people. We became like a family because honestly, before that, I felt like Christopher Williams. You know, I'm sitting at home thinking I talk to myself because there is no one to talk to. And although I didn't necessarily know these people, People would respond to my comments. I would respond to their comments. It was always cool to see people that I actually knew come in the room, whether it was somebody that lives 10 minutes from me that I hadn't actually seen in a while, all the way to people that I would travel out of town to go see. It was just a good vibe. It was always the positive energy that I would feel when I was in the live, just watching people and interact and listening to people. And the thing is, I think because of that energy, that's what drew so many people in. Because these are people who are generally considered light workers. And that's basically somebody who devotes their life to being a bright light in the world for other people. And they're aware that their presence matters to other people and that they're a part of something bigger than themselves, which is exactly what was going on with D-Nice. He initially hopped on because he was sitting at home alone in his empty house. He wasn't able to see his kids. He was losing work. 
He didn't know what he was going to do. So he hopped on to play music for himself and other people just joined in. He would basically go on. He said, I didn't feel like going on today, but I knew somebody needed me to do it. So I'm just going to stay on for a little while. But because he loves music so much, he always stayed on at least two hours, which was always fine with me and everybody else in the room. But again, it was all about the energy. And Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids on the Block, I don't know if he knows it, but I think he's an empath because he was always so emotional and would connect to people. And he would always say he would feel drawn to people. And I watched him on a live with some of his blockheads, which is new kids on the block fans, what they call themselves. And he was really connecting to the people. And yeah, I think Donnie's an empath. But anyway, he would always say, spread love and love will spread. And that's kind of the motto for club quarantine. You know, we were just kind of there for each other. And because a lot of the people in there are creatives, I think it helps because they were able to use their creative minds and we kind of created a place. We really felt it really felt like you were in a real club because somebody would be like, "Okay, get the DJ a drink and I'm going to the bar. Anybody need something, you know, different things like that. And the best part was that everybody was on the same level. One Saturday evening, D-Nice was playing music and somebody said, oh, this is the song that they always play at a family barbecue. So we had a CQ barbecue that night. People started talking about the food they were bringing. And Mariah Carey said, I'll bring the potato salad. And you know what? Mariah got the same question that everybody else would get. How you make your potato salad, Mariah? We don't know you like that. Mm-mm. Everybody can't make the potato salad. You know what I'm saying? So everybody was just equal. She wasn't special, but we ain't put her down. We just need to know. Don't go all caring on us with your potato salad. We might need you to bring something else. You know what I'm saying? It's just something to occupy our time and occupy our minds to keep it on a positive, uplifting note. And it seriously made me feel not so alone. He even started going live because he said he wanted to be able to put some faces with the names that he would always see scrolling across the screen while he was DJing. So he would just go live and bring different people in just to talk to him. He wasn't even playing music, including me. I have an embarrassing story. My AC went out on a Friday night in July, I think it was. And because it was a Friday night, I couldn't call anyone until Monday So I was hot all weekend and July in St. Louis. If you've ever been here, you know, it's hot, humid and hot. By Sunday night, it was almost 86 degrees in my house. And the fan wasn't cutting it anymore. I had already stripped down to the bare minimum of clothing, but it wasn't working. So around 1 a.m., I started taking my braids out because I had extensions and I had planned on taking them down on Monday or Tuesday anyway, but I was just super hot and putting it up in a ponytail. It it just was not working for me because me and hot flashes don't mix. And women in your 40s, can you feel me? It just, mm-mm, no. So like I said, it was one o'clock when I started taking my hair down. I finally got it all down, went to bed, got up early on Monday, spent most of my day trying to find someone to come out to fix my AC ASAP. I finally got somebody to come out on an emergency basis and he finished up around 4.30, 5 o'clock. So I finally got a chance to sit down and really do some work. So about 15 minutes into working, I saw that D-Nice was going live. So I figured I'd listen to some music while I did some work. 
Turns out he was talking to people that day. And before I put my phone down, I made a comment that I wondered if he could see people requesting to go live with him if he couldn't see our names on a normal basis. Because like I said, it was always thousands of people. So he couldn't see everybody's name that came across the screen. So I set my phone down. I started working. And I looked over at my phone and saw this box in the middle of my screen. And y'all know I'm not tech savvy. So I ain't know what that was. <laughs> I actually thought it was an Amber Alert or something like that. But it said something to the effect of D-Nice is requesting you to join his live or something like that. All I could think of was, first, is this a mistake? And two, I have on a damn Mickey Mouse tank top and my hair is in too fuzzy two strand twist because again I had just taken my hair down and went to bed got up and started making phone calls I didn't have time to do anything to my hair plus it was 86 degrees in my house it was hot so lord help me I hit the accept button and he was actually really cool we had just had elections here and he was up on the election he was asking questions about the election and us electing the first female mayor in the city of Ferguson and he actually asked me how I'd been getting through quarantine. So I actually got a chance to tell him that he was the one who was getting me through quarantine because it was hard being here alone. And I did apologize for my rough appearance, but oh well. It's not like I would have a chance again to go on and talk to D-Nice. And oddly enough, here comes a lesson. The lady that came on after me said her AC was out too and she understood where I was coming from. So it just goes to show that you may think you're the only one going through something, but chances are you're not. People have asked me how I just sit there and watch my phone all day. But the thing is, I don't. I put the music on and let it play in the background. It wasn't until a couple of months ago that I figured out why. It's because I grew up with music always playing in the background. So for me, it was a comfort measure. It gave me a sense of normalcy. You know, I actually have a pretty regular Instagram DJ routine now. On Saturday mornings, I listen to Kwame, who does Saturday morning tunes. I listen to him while I run my errands or clean up. He plays all the songs from the golden age of hip-hop. He even mixes in songs and commercials from the Saturday morning cartoons that I watched growing up. DJ Jazzy Jeff has magnificent house parties. So he'll do a party on Friday nights, Saturday afternoon. He even does a one-hour lunchtime mix on Wednesdays. A lot of times D-Nice will do an inspirational set on Sundays and then DJ Clark Kent will jump on and he'll do or they'll rotate back and forth and do what they call Sunday school. And D-Nice actually introduced us to a lot of different DJs and artists as well. So if I'm in the mood for some jazz or something mellow, I'll tune in to Fred Yane in the band with no name out in D.C. that plays a harmonica. And it's just amazing. So it's really neat to see. And on Sunday night, Brian Michael Cox will jump on. And I'll also catch DJ MOS at Club Insomnia. And there are several other ones that I catch as well, like DJ Maceo from De La Soul, Ninth Wonder, DJ Brucey e. B out in New York, West Love. There's a female DJ that I'll catch on Monday sometimes, DJ Millie. She has Millie Mondays and the list goes on. But these DJs have seriously helped me maintain my sanity during this pandemic. So I basically club hop from one live to the next. And I can't forget my DJ, DJ Shy Kim, who's the DJ for Belle Biv DeVoe. And there's a guy on Facebook and Twitch. His name is John. I only know John. He's a white guy, but he does what's called soulful disco. 
and he does all the 70s and 80s R&B jams. So that's my vibe right there. So I love it. It's the small things I look forward to. I decided early on that I was going to come out of this pandemic better than when I went in. So while listening to all these great tunes, I decided to start cleaning out some of this clutter. Clutter is not good. It can mess with your psyche. And I've heard people say your environment and how it looks is how you're feeling on the inside. So considering I've had a lot of surgeries over the past five years, I've got a lot of clutter. And so instead of staring at all of it, why not get rid of some of it? What else was I doing besides nothing? I always wanted to learn how to do my own braids. So my friend dropped a crochet needle off in my mailbox and I used it in the hair that I had left over from previous times going to get my hair done. I watched some YouTube videos and taught myself how to do it. I've also been doing a lot of cooking. And what I realized is that I officially hate doing dishes. I did perfect making homemade gravy though, so that's a plus. And the most important thing I did was start this podcast. If it hadn't been for D-Nice and being around all of those creative and positive people who've accomplished so much, I don't think I would have had the confidence to step out there and try something new. They would always talk about their successes and failures, their fears, and encouraged others to take a leap of faith and step out there and just go for it. Like, what could we lose? We were already just sitting there. So it was time to manifest those thoughts and put them into action. And honestly, I needed the encouragement because my anxiety will kick in and start overthinking things and all of the what ifs. In fact, it was a celebrity stylist who came on alive and said, go for it. Do something ignorant today. And the funny thing was, I was, I had taken the class on how to start a podcast. I had started working on the steps to take, but I wasn't moving forward. I was kind of hemming and hawing about it. And I don't know, it was just him saying, do something ignorant today. So I did. Here I am doing a podcast. Through it all, I've had music to keep me company and calm my nerves. So I can truly say that a DJ saved my life. And not to be dramatic, but the music kept me moving. It gave me energy and I was able to sing and dance while I did all these things. And anybody that knows me knows I don't dance in public by myself. I'm always dancing. I'm always moving. So that helps with my arthritis to keep moving instead of sitting there. So that alone saved me because after I had my surgery, it took a while to get back to being myself because I had a lot of flare ups because I hadn't been moving. I had to literally just sit down and be still. I woke up early one morning and D-Nice was playing Sade and Stevie Wonder. I wasn't going back to sleep. So what did I do? I got up. I decided to go take a walk. So he literally kept me moving. But also him bringing all of these people together, it helped me get that positive energy. And I'm no longer scared to take chances. Still anxious. Yeah, but I'm doing it anyway, damn it. So, of course, the song for today is Last Night a DJ Saved My Life by the group In Deep. What I found to be most helpful during all of this is having a daily routine. While it might not feel like it, it's the little things that make a difference. It's hard to keep track of time with all of your days and nights running together. So here are a few things that you can add to your daily routine if you don't do them already. First, make your bed every morning. You're less likely to get back in it if you make it up. Plus, it looks better. Remember, clutter isn't helpful, messy sheets included. I wake up every morning and exercise to give me an energy boost to get my day started. Although truth moment, I fell off for a couple of weeks, 
And I could definitely tell the difference. And for somebody who has a lot of anxiety and outwardly anxious, you may need to do something in the morning to ground you and balance you. So you may need to do meditation instead of exercising to give you extra energy. Also, take a shower and put on clothes, even if you're working from home or don't have to work. Getting dressed makes you feel more like you're going somewhere or actually have something to do. Personally, my favorite attire is leggings or yoga pants and a t-shirt. So you don't have to get fully dressed up. And even if you decide you don't feel like taking a shower that day, hit the hot spots, a bird bath, a hoe bath, whatever you want to call it. Make sure you get the necessary areas. And the funny thing is, although I would get dressed, I wouldn't put on earrings and all of that. And I went to a doctor's appointment in May after I hadn't really been out anywhere. And when I did go out, I put on earrings, but only in the bottom hole. I decided to actually put a stud or something in the top hole and it was starting to close up just that quick. So another lesson, if you don't do something with it, it just kind of goes away. So you have to keep yourself up. Another thing is take scheduled breaks at work. If you're working from home, it's easier to forget if you don't have anywhere to go. You just kind of stay at your desk. You'll just grab your lunch from the kitchen, go back to your desk and you'll sit down. Make sure you take a walk around your house or quick walk around the block if time permits. But you need to break the monotony and get that change of scenery because you'll start to feel like you're always working. All you do is work. So that's not good either. And speaking of grabbing lunch, make sure you set aside time to eat. I'm not talking about all of the unhealthy things that we're eating during quarantine. You know, I'm referring to breakfast, lunch, dinner, possibly grab a piece of fruit or a granola bar in the morning, eat something for lunch, etc. But again, that keeps you in the habit of doing something on a regular basis. And lastly, and possibly most importantly, and this is coming from somebody who has serious sleep issues. Me and sleep fell out years ago. I'm trying to rekindle that relationship. And this is something that I try to do. Set a time to go to bed or at least turn your phone off or turn on the blue light filter because of the light that comes from the phone and the TV, all of that, it disrupts the body's melatonin produced at night. And melatonin is what helps regulate your sleep and wake cycle. So if you're constantly playing games on your phone or you get in the bed and you start looking at your iPad and the news, that's not going to help. At least if you do, turn on the blue light filter. I'm sure there are other things that can be done, but those are just a few. Let me know what type of things you found to be helpful to get you through every day to break the monotony. As promised, if you're looking for some things to watch on TV, here are a few shows to check out on Netflix. First, I just finished this one, The Queen's Gambit with Anya Taylor-Joy. It's about a nine-year-old orphan who happens to be a chess prodigy. It doesn't sound like it's good, but it's really, really good. I also heard Shit's Creek is really good. It's on my list, but I have not watched that one yet. It did win all of the awards at the Emmys this year, though. A crazy documentary to check out is called Abducted in Plain Sight, which is about a girl who was abducted by her neighbor twice. Is really crazy, more so because it really happened. And if you're into the comic book sci-fi thing, The Umbrella Academy, season two was really, really good. And Stranger Things, I've watched those. And if you want to take a trip down memory lane, you, a lot of old shows have recently been added, like Sister, Sister, Moesha, Half and Half, Girlfriends, The Game. And a Christmas movie that I just watched was called Jingle Jangle starring Forrest Whitaker and Felicia Rashad. And one that I watched last year that I thought was really good was Klaus, which is a cartoon. 
And there's a whole Christmas section on Netflix, so you can always browse through there. And of course, the Hallmark Channel and Lifetime have all kinds of Christmas movies, which I'm sure you've checked out. And for the more conscious minds, you can check out The Social Dilemma, where it talks about the dangers of social networking on people. That was really good, too. The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is based on the infamous trial in 1969, following the protests at the Democratic National Convention. And Fruitvale Station, or When They See Us, is also on there. Now, if you don't have Netflix or just burned out on TV in general, you can always check out Audible. They're the leading provider in spoken word, entertainment, and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, self-development, audiobooks, even podcasts. Yep, you can find me on there. Just use my link. Go to audible.com forward slash T-side to start your 30-day free trial. Every month, members get one credit to pick out any title and two Audible originals from a monthly selection as well as guided meditation programs. Now, I just downloaded the new Barack Obama book, The Promised Land, which is narrated by him, and it's actually really good. The actual book is, I believe, 700 pages, so that's a lot. So I just listened to it a little bit over time. You know, he's a great storyteller anyway, and the best part is I can speed up the rate so it cuts down on any slow pauses that he takes, so... That's it for today. Let me know how you're managing during quarantine. You can drop me an email, which is the Teesside Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Teesside Podcast. So until next time, have a great day on purpose. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Teesside Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Teesside Podcast, all one word. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.